Salutations To whom it may concern The litter box has overflowed The frozen dinner burned Oh, we're running low on wine, my man Could you please swing by the store? My TV's just reality And I can't watch no more There's a shining diamond Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Bess and Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Bessie. And we're happy to have you tonight. And I hope that you listened to last month's episode. It was a special episode for Black History Month. And we did some pretty cool covers. So I hope that you caught up with that. This month is going to be exciting as well. It's March, and my birthday was a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. I'm 25 now, so I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, she's so old. She's wrinkled and everything. <laughs> I know. I'm just shriveling away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was my birthday, and it was really great, and I'm a quarter century old. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's been a really fun month so far, and also this month, four days after my birthday, was the release of one of my most favorite artists' newest album. Uh, Connor over salutations and um, I have been in talks with his public relations people um, for an interview but he's very busy on the road and on tour and I totally understand so we weren't able to pull one together for this month but um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we'll be able to do an interview with him and that would be amazing even though I wasn't able to get a interview with him I decided that I would make this podcast a full review of his album salutations so after we do our first few minutes I'm going to go on to review each song from the album and give my final opinions on it moving on to um, the rest of our podcast we did two cover songs tonight I did Connor Over's Napalm, which is the single that was off of his album, one of the first singles that he released um, before releasing the full album. I'm going to pass it off to my grandmother um, for her to tell us about her song she did tonight. I did a Ray Price song. He's one of my favorite singers, and I did Heartaches by the Number. I always enjoy singing his songs because I think he has such great songs to sing. And uh, they always make me feel good on the inside when I sing them. I'm always happy to be here with Erica and enjoy this hour of bringing you such a great podcast that we do. For anyway, I think they're great. <laughs> I think so. And I hope that more people listen, for sure. And we appreciate all of you uh, listeners out there, because without you, we wouldn't be doing the podcast. And thank you. Now, I'm going to turn it back to Erica. Thanks. Yeah, so um, we, we did that song together. Uh, she brought it to this podcast and I like that song I always have so I was excited to play on it and stuff and I I think it came together really cool and um, matches the music profile of this show even though it's a different artist like I said a second ago I did Connor Oberst Napalm and let me just say it has been the most difficult cover I think I've ever done um, because Connor has some amazing accompanying musicians on this album and it was a lot of work to try to recreate everybody's part in that song (laughs) so I really hope that I did it justice and I really hope um I did you Connor Justice and the Felice Brothers and everybody else that helped on the album and that song so I really hope that if you do listen to it which I hope that you do that you like it and um yeah I'm not going to waste any time I'm going to get to the meat of this episode which is my full song-by-song album review of Salutations. So, to start off the album, Connor starts with his song Too Late to Fixate, 
which I remember when the track listing for this album came out on uh, NPR, I was really excited to see what songs were on the album because I knew it was going to be a full band version of Ruminations, which is its sister album, so to speak. And so I was really excited to see how that would progress into a full band album. Too Late to Fix It was not on Ruminations, so it was a new song that I hadn't seen or heard about um, that was added to Salutations. I really liked it. I, From the title, I wasn't really sure what it would sound like or what it would be about, but um, I really liked it. I really liked the stuff it said. And as a whole, I think the entire album is lyrically very interesting because I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think that sometimes, like, I think sometimes when, when people get married and stuff that sometimes with certain artists that I've noticed when they get married, they get kind of boring. Maybe their, like, music kind of goes on the back burner because they're, like, married now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. And... Uh, on that same kind of vein of stuff, I always thought I was scared. Like when I had a child and stuff, I was scared my music would like, I would lose, I don't know, stuff to write about, I guess, but (laughs) it didn't happen. So that's good. (laughs) I'm really glad. But yeah, do you think with that said, did your music or attitude towards music change when you got married? No, (laughs) no, I've never let anything change my attitude about my music in my whole life. I loved your mother dearly but I always played my music when I had time and I made a little time here and there to play music not even sing if I weren't playing music uh, just without music sure me too pillow <laughs> <laughs> me too I'm like I was saying I'm glad that uh my music didn't change either just from life transitions so so I would say that his music has definitely not become boring just because of of you know, bringing a spouse into the picture at all. So um, I think his music, if anything, has definitely became more fascinating and interesting and different than with Bright Eyes. Um, that was a whole different era. So this whole new era of just solo Connor Oberst is very interesting and fascinating all on its own and stands alone, I think, um, from Bright Eyes stuff. I, th- I don't think that it's something that necessarily needs to be compared. So yeah, but I thought it was a strong way to start the album and... Uh, Moving on to track number two is Gossamer Thin, which holds a very special place in my heart. And um, I did a cover of it uh, just from Ruminations, and I did a cover of it right before his performance in Nashville that I went to see. And um, I love that song. And it's it's hard to say if it's my favorite on the album because I really love all the songs on the album, but it is definitely my favorite, I think right up there if not my most favorite but I would say it is I love that song I just love the way it's arranged and I love the things that it says in it Uh, lyrically I love that song and just overall I love it but yeah and fun fact uh the cover that I did of it I put on a cd with the cover that I did of Lime Tree by Bright Eyes off of the album Casadega and I uh was lucky enough, and I know I've mentioned this before if you've been listening to our other podcast, but if not, um, I put both of the songs on a CD, and I was able to run into Connor Overs' uh, guest guitar player after the show that night, and I gave it to her, and she said that she passed it along to Connor, so I hope you got that, Connor, and I hope you liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, just fun fact. I love Gossamer Thin. I think, uh, I think that song's amazing. Uh, number three on the album is Overdue. And I really like that song. I thought it was really interesting. And I don't know, I would definitely, I consider it like a, uh, like a tour song, 
like a song that you write about being on the road. I thought it was kind of like a fun on the road song talking about being on tour and and what that life is like. Moving on to track number four is Afterthought. And uh, this song was on this little uh, 45 vinyl that Connor released special a about a month maybe after uh, Ruminations came out. And it was a dual-sided 45. One side was Tachycardia, the full band version of that. And then the other side was Afterthought. Um, and I really liked Afterthought. Um, it was in the style of Ruminations, whereas it didn't have a full band. It was just him and uh, the harmonica and guitar. And I really liked it. I like that song. I think it's I think it's kind of different in the sense of his cadence and singing in that song is different than kind of any song on the album. So I thought it was kind of neat. It stood out. Uh, track number five is Next of Kin. And the song is really sad. And <laughs> a lot of songs, well, a lot of songs in the album are really sad, but um, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love sad music. But um, I like that song, and I think that, I think that with uh, anybody that's lost a spouse or a, a loved one or a family member can relate to the things that it says. And, um, I think it's really powerful. And before uh, Salutations came out with the full band, I, I watched a lot of live performances of the song, and I really liked it. Um, and I really liked the bass that Miwi Lalupa put on it, which, once again, thanks so much, Miwi, for being on my show. That was great. But I like that song. Uh, track six is Napalm, <laughs> the song that I did tonight that I worked, like, ten hours on. <laughs> so, um, considering I covered it for this podcast tonight, I would say that, yes, I love this song. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it was a extremely strong single to put out to promote the album Salutations. I thought it was a great choice because he released Napalm and A Little Uncanny at the same time um, on Spotify and other medias. Um, and I thought those were probably the two most upbeat songs on the album, for sure. I like both of them because I think they're politically charged and I think that's something that we need right now in a sense of some powerful songs that make you feel less... Um, weak, I guess, against, or less outnumbered, I guess, against the government and everything that's going on. Uh, track seven is Mama Borthwick, a sketch in parentheses. And I love this song. Um, I will be honest, I had no idea who Mama Borthwick was until I heard this song. Once I listened to the song, I was intrigued to do research on who she was and her history. Um, so I implore anybody that likes Connor and likes this album and likes that song to do research because it's a really fascinating story about this woman from the 1800s that was married to this man named Frank Lloyd Wright who was an architect and they had sort of an odd relationship because they both left their spouses to be together so they themselves never got married but their relationship was very publicized and uh, people definitely looked down upon it because of the circumstance and then somebody was hired to basically like, burned down the building that they lived in, and it ended up killing Mamba Borthwick and her children. So it's uh, one of those famous stories in history. But yeah, so like I was saying earlier, I think that this album is really interesting lyrically, and I think the different stories that Connor tells in each different song are so vastly different and so interesting, each single one. And I thought that this was a really interesting topic to write a song about. I'm sure a lot of people don't know who that is. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I didn't. So, And I had never really heard anyone talk about her that I talked to so um I think that writing a song about somebody from history like that is a really fascinating uh topic so 
track number eight is Till St. Dymphna Kicks Us Out. He released a song as a single as well, uh, by itself a little bit after he released um, A Little Uncanny and Napalm. It is definitely your classic New York, end of the night, you're the last one at the bar type of song. It, And, I, and this is just my opinion, but um, it kind of reminds me of the song Piano Man or just your classic, like... New York piano bar song. <laughs> I really don't know how else to put it, but I definitely don't mean it in a negative way. But um, I just mean it in straight up what it is, and I think that was, I think that was Connor's intention was it was for it to be your kind of classic bar song that you'd hear if you're you know getting trashed at the bar at night. You know, <laughs> I think that it's very appropriate for that, and uh, yeah, and I liked his little backstory that he said about it in an interview I was listening to. Track number nine is Barbary Coast, later, in parentheses. I thought the demo on Ruminations was really powerful just by itself, so when it came together in the full band version, I thought it was really powerful and really pretty. I think the whole album is just amazing (laughs) overall. Um, Like I was saying earlier, he has so many talented artists that are helping him play on it, the Felice Brothers and MeWe and so many others that are helping him and um, that play violin and... Uh, even accordion and all kinds of amazing instruments on it. Um, there's definitely a lot of amazing instrumental parts going on in each song, and uh, I think that song is really beautiful. Track number 10 is Tachycardia, and I mentioned that earlier. It was on that double-sided 45 um, on the first side, and uh, the full band version of it was on that 45, so it was kind of like a, um, I guess, a little preview into Salutations from Ruminations. But I really like that song. I appreciate that song because it's about the whole scandal between uh, him and this woman that literally fabricated this lie that he raped her after one of his shows, which was completely not true, obviously. But people are really fucked up, and people make up things, and then cause people real serious problems. And then, um, so there was this whole scandal, and an investigation and finally she came out and was like I lied and I just did it for attention because I'm low in self-esteem blah 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 it was just awful though if you guys listen to my podcast with Denver Daly of the Disparacitos they were on tour kind of when that whole scandal happened and that was Denver said that was a lot of the reason that they uh ended up having to cancel the rest of their tour just because um at least from his point of view he said that Connor was just not in the right mental space to continue, which I don't blame him. Um, That's absolutely terrible, and I couldn't imagine someone making up that type of rumor, especially if I was somebody in the spotlight that way. Um, So that's absolutely terrible. People are really fucked up, and Connor, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, But that's why I like that song, because I think that uh, it sheds a light on that whole situation, and I'm glad that, uh, even though it was a terrible experience, I'm glad that he was able to put that into something constructive as a really awesome song. So, yeah. Track number 11 is Empty Hotel by the Sea, and I really like this song, and I really like it because it's different, and I think it kind of stands out on the album on its own. It kind of reminds me, melodically, of Hundreds of Ways uh, from Upside Down Mountain, Uh, but not in a bad way. I've love that song so I liked it how it reminded me melodically of that song and I liked I like the story I think it's once again a really fascinating intriguing story and I don't know who it's about but it's really interesting and I really liked it track number 12 is anytime soon I love this song I've been playing well I've been playing the entire album <laughs> over and over again since my pre-order came in that I pre-ordered on iTunes um I've been replaying the album over and over but uh I've been playing this song a lot 
recently since the weather's gotten warmer and it's gotten kind of hot and it's feeling like summer and um, I really like this song because it is like a great summertime song. It it kind of reminds me of uh, his collaboration with the Mystic Valley Band, that whole sort of um, fun, uh, exciting, like upbeat, good mood, summertime type of music. And I just love that. So, And I think, once again, I think the lyrics are interesting and um, intriguing. <laughs> uh, track number 13 is Counting Sheep. Um, I absolutely love this song. Like I was saying earlier, for me... It's got to be between Gossamer Thin and Counting Sheep. I absolutely love the song. I love it because it's, uh, as a person that struggles with depression as well, I just love everything that it says about that feeling and um, kind of pinpointing how that feels to, to be down like that. I like it because it talks about the feelings and depression and despair that he has endured over the past um, you know, months and couple years, so... Um, I really like the song, and I think that it just is really powerful. Once again, it's it's one of those really powerful songs on the album that just really hits you and takes you there. And I was going to cover it, actually, for this podcast, but I ended up covering Name Palm uh, because I felt, I don't know, I felt that since it was a single on the album that it kind of made sense, but I still really want to cover Counting Sheep because I love that song, so I still might. <laughs> Track number 14 is The Rain Follows the Plow. I really like this song because I think that say that he's talking about his uh, adolescence and growing up into adulthood and um, I really enjoy listening to him put that put that story into a song and I really like it and I also am completely obsessed with the orchestra and violins and instrumental of that song I think it's incredible and I think it's movie soundtrack like it's amazing I love it uh, track number 15 is you all loved him once and I really like what he says uh, before he plays it at live shows. Um, if you've seen him recently, well, you know what I'm talking about. But I like it because it is kind of like an anthem for people in history that were uh, once praised and then turned turned against. One of the people, obviously, that he mentions is Jesus. So um, I really like it. I think it's really interesting. Like I said, through, throughout the entire album, it's very interesting, intriguing stories about either personal experiences or people in history. So um, this is one of them, and I really like it. Track 16 is A Little Uncanny, and I mentioned that earlier. It was one of the singles that he released with Napalm. I think that song is badass, and I love the political message, and I love everything it says, especially about Reagan, because fuck Reagan. Um, <laughs> you can quote me on that. So I think the song is badass, and I love it. And track 17 is Salutations, the title track of the album. I am obsessed with that song. I think, <laughs> I know I've said that about three or four songs on this album, but the entire album is incredible. Um, but Salutations, as the title track and as the closing track for the album, I think that it's perfect. And once again, I would say that it's movie soundtrack-esque and uh, theatrical and interesting and intriguing, just like the entire theme of the album. And I really, really like it lyrically and melodically and I think it was a perfect way to end the album I also wanted to say that it was really fun how it mentions getting mouth to mouth of that song and how obviously that was a nod to the album art and then the album back cover where on the front he's drowning in the pool and then on the back he's getting mouth to mouth so I thought that was really fun and I heard him talk about that in an interview how that was a nod to that cover art so I thought that was fun. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I liked it. <laughs> I'm winded now. <laughs> I hope everybody listening enjoyed my 
track by track song review of Connor Roper's Salutations. I really implore you to go out, buy it, buy the vinyl. That's what I'm going to do because I already own it digitally, but get it on iTunes. You can stream it on Spotify. Just go listen to it because it is an incredible album. And I think that it's just Connor getting better with age and um, he's just like a fine wine. He just is better with age. (laughs) I think that his music from his earliest solo stuff into this has just been an amazing journey. If you've kept up with it and listened to all of it like I have, I think that this is just a a brand new different album and a wonderful one to add to his catalog. So um, please go listen to it. Connor, if you're listening, I love it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so Thanks uh, for sticking around with me through that entire track by track. I know that was really long, um, but thanks for sticking around. And uh, like I said, go listen to Salutations, listen to Ruminations as well, because that is the demo version of this album, minus a few songs. Uh, moving on, though, we're going to play our cover songs for the night. First up is going to be my grandmother's song, Heartaches by the Number by Ray Price. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. Heartache number one was when you song that I did tonight, Napalm by Connor Herbers, and like I was saying earlier, I worked so fucking long on this song, and I've worked so, so hard on it, so I really hope everybody listening enjoys it. (laughs) 
Sing little child, send the anthrax through the 
sticking around for our covers and for the review I did before that. I'm just going to say some last words. I want to say that next month is Record Store Day on April 22nd, and I'm really, really excited about it because um, I know that I do something every single year for myself, but this year I'm doing something for my grandmother. I'm going to um, release a little EP of her original songs. It's going to be a three-song EP, and it's going to have... Um, her song that we did on one of our first podcasts, which is... Waiting for the phone to ring. And um, the second song is going to be Every Day He's With Me. And the third song is going to be Hallelujah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm really, really, really excited to release that for Record Store Day. So, get out to Grimey's on April 22nd to get it. Yeah. So, get out there and do that. And thank you again, as always, to Grimey's for being amazing and always doing my releases. And something else exciting. Get out there right now... Uh, because I still have my grandfather's 45 vinyl record um, that's double-sided and has two songs on it. And if you buy it, it's only $4.99, and it comes in this special little slip bag that's orange and has his logo on it, the orange star with the F in the middle. And then inside, you get a free little magnet, a surprise design. Um, it'll either be the Floyd poster, um, his race car, or his logo. And then you get a little info card that tells you um, about his life and Lexi. And yeah, so it's only $4.99 and it comes with so much fun stuff. So go out and get it. <laughs> April 22nd, Record Store Day. I'm releasing my grandmother's EP. So please, please, please go get that. If you don't go get it, I'll come and break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want that. So go get it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so is there anything else you'd like to add? Tonight? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I got carried away there. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. And I appreciate uh, my granddaughter putting my music out there for me. And I turned 80 years old this year. But I still yeah. play my music and sing. And I appreciate everybody that listens to my music. Although I'm older, I'm not going to quit singing and playing as long as I'm able. And I want to encourage every musician and singer out there to keep on keeping on. Thank you. Yes. And good night. And God bless you. (laughs) Thank you. Indeed. Thanks, everyone, for stopping by once again and listening to Bess and Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. And don't forget, go to www.ericacase.com to keep up with all of our updates. And go out there for our story. (laughs) And buy it. Connor Rober, salutations. All right. Good night. I want to hold you till the world dissolves But we just can't get a tie